Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. Artist Nicholas Cole. Vincent Ingala. Jonathan Fritzen. And news with the smoothest show on the internet radio. Your host, the Jazz Queen.
That was Caroling Caroling from Ricky Lawson's Christmas with Friends CD. Hello, my name is Terry, a.k.a. the Jazz Queen. Welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. Mike, how are you? Doing great tonight, Terry. How's everything going out there in Vegas tonight? Good, good. We also have a very special guest co-host, Miss Rhonda Mitch. Rhonda, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. Um, If you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on Ricky Lawson's picture. That will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485, 646-716-5485. He is known as the drummer to the stars, and we welcome Ricky Lawson to the show. Welcome, Ricky. Thank you very, very much. Really appreciate it. Oh, it's our pleasure. Where are you coming from? A, another studio session or something? <laughs> you are a busy man. Yes. yes, ma'am. Thank God, I'm tell you. Um, <laughs> I had to uh, do a recording session today, and um, had a right after the session, I had a, a a drum lesson with some students from Walnut High School, and uh-huh. then shot over the hill and and back at my studio here in uh, West Covina. Oh, okay, cool. Cool. Well, again, welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. We're excited to have you on. Uh, let me welcome to the chat room Flower Girl 32, who is also Rhonda. Welcome and for hanging out, and thanks for hanging out there, Rhonda. Lori and a couple of guests are in the chat room as well. So, um, Ricky, the drums, is that the only <laughs> instrument you've ever wanted to play? Well, it's the only one I can make money at. <laughs> oh, wow. on, a, okay. on a consistent basis. <laughs> but um, I actually, in high school, I played guitar. Um, I took, a, you know, a, a music class and played guitar. And one of the guys that was in that class along with me was a uh, great guitar player. His name is Greg Moore. Greg Moore is um, now the guitar player for Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, I went to Cooley High in Detroit, Michigan, and um, that was the other instrument that I played, you know, as a young person. Um, but drums was the one that really stuck. Um, you know, I could play something in a matter of a few moments that sounded like something I could recognize. And uh, so drums are it. Hi, Ricky. How are you this evening? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I am good. Tell me, what drummers inspire you? Oh, my God. There's hundreds of guys out there. One of the guys that is a big inspiration is a, a guy named uh, Leon and Dugu Chancellor. Mm. Um, Harvey Mason, uh, who's the drummer for the group Foreplay. Mm. Um Tony Williams, who is no longer with us, but his music is still with us. Um, A lot of the guys from Motown, a lot of the Motown drummers, um, uh, Benny Benjamin, Euro Jones, um, those guys um, were big inspirations uh, for me as a young player. And then, of course, as I've gotten a little bit older, you know, you have your Harvey Masons, Billy Cobhams, um, I was with um, Steve Ferroni a couple of nights ago, um, who's a, an amazing man and a wonderful drummer as well. Um, and a lot of these guys are great drummers, and they also are good people, and that's very important for me as well. 
Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I want to read something that I found on Wikipedia. Um, oh, it started boy. off. <laughs> it started off by saying. Lawson started playing drums at the age of 16. He would borrow his uncle's drum set and would carry it to his house all the way across town via the Detroit buses that ran in the town. Uh, how many pieces were you carrying? I mean, um, it was a, it was basically a, a four-piece drum set, which consisted of a bass drum, two tom toms, and a snare drum, and. You know, I would save my lunch money, part of my lunch money. Uh, so uh, at the beginning of the week, well, of course, which is Monday, I would get on the bus system, and uh, uh, it was called DSR, I believe. I haven't been on a bus in a million years. Um, and I used to catch that bus literally all the way across to almost downtown uh, Detroit um, to pick up his drum set, which he let me borrow. And then push it back down the street, get on the bus, go all the way back across town, push it down the street to my house, put it in the basement, set it up and play it for four days, and then do the same thing all over to get it back to him. Um, And then once my mom saw how motivated I was, you know, because now, you know, the parents nowadays, they'll pick you up, drive you here, drive you there. You know, my mom, she was working, and, you know, and, um, you know, it was it was kind of tough. So we had to get a little bit creative, and so that's what I did in order to make it happen. And, um, you know, uh, and it became, of course, what I do for a living literally to this day. Okay, I read that, and I thought, that's a lot of drum to hey. put on a bus. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, well, you, well, you know, you, you, if you want something, you have to get mm-hmm. committed. You know, and mm-hmm. and I was committed to figuring this thing out, and um, I just did what I needed to do to make it happen. And um, you know, I've gone on to tour the world and play with some of our greatest artists: uh, Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, Phil Collins, Eric Clapton, uh, Babyface. TV Wonder, um, and I've won uh, a couple of uh, Grammy Awards and been nominated a couple of times, and, you know, so I really have been blessed and, and continue to be blessed on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I've seen you a couple of times, and I, the last time I saw you was here in Vegas with DW3. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Lord. That, yeah, that was, my that was fun. Oh, yeah, oh, you guys yeah. were good. Yeah. Well, we're going to come really back. Good. We're going to come back. And, uh, you know, but we we love playing um, the music that we play, you know, which is, of course, really a lot of old school R&B, which I grew up on in Detroit, Michigan. Um, uh, my uncle was one of the arrangers uh, at Motown um, mm-hmm. in, the, in the heyday. And my uncle's a gentleman named Paul Reiser, R-I-S-E-R, and uh, my dad is Will. His name is William Riser the Junior, and I was actually born William Riser the Third. Um, my mother remarried. She married a guy named Ivory Lawson, and Ricky was a nickname. And so they took my nickname, made it my first name, and that's how I became Ricky Lawson. But my mother, I mean my uh, dad's side of the family, we always kept in touch. 
And uh, my uncle was a, an arranger at Motown. And um, so I would hang out with him in the summer because we'd stay at Grandma's during the summer. And uh, my uncle did some pretty good arranging. He um, he arranged Papa Was a Rolling Stone. Uh, he arranged uh, Ain't No Mountain High Enough for Diana Ross. He did um, uh, Heard It Through the Grapevine, both Marvin and Gladys. He wrote the song What Becomes of the Broken Hearted. Um, and this is my dad's brother. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. was he one of the ones on that, what was the uh, documentary they just did with the founding, the band? Was he one of the yes. members of the band? Okay. So he, was, he wasn't a member, but he was one of the gentlemen who was, <clears throat> he arranged the music for the band. Okay. And um, he, he's in the documentary. It's called Standing in the Shadows of Motown. That's right. That's right, right. Yeah. And he he was one of the guys. His name is Paul Riser, R I S E R, and uh, I still keep in touch with him um, on a a weekly basis because I of course I live in Los Angeles and he lives in Detroit, and uh, he goes to sleep a lot earlier than me, so I have to catch him in that little window. <laughs> and uh, but he's still, he's still with us. He uh, he did the uh, orchestration for I believe I can fly. Um, geez, he did the strings on My Sharia Moore, My Girl, um, and still, he's still kicking. Wow, that's great. Mm. That's, that's, that's yeah. some serious history right there. That's yeah. 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 And we, um, you know, um, yeah, I mean, we listened to a, a lot of the songs that he arranged, not knowing that what he was doing, and all of those guys were doing, would, would last as long as it, it has and made such a great impact. Um, I did a, an affair about a week ago for Smokey Robinson and Barry Gordy, and it was a tribute uh, show to them, and which rightfully should happen. And one of the songs, it was so funny, I was there, um, and we did that song, Money. Um, you know, I know money, that's what I want. And one of the young ladies there, she said, I didn't know he wrote that song. I thought that was the Beatles. <laughs> you know? Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was the Beatles, you know. And uh, we kind of laughed about it, but it, it went to just to say how big of an impact um, the Motown music has has made on all of our lives. And so as a young musician, that was some of the stuff that I would emulate. And, you know, we didn't have CDs and stuff like that. We had records and we had clubs. And so I I would listen to a record as long as it would last until I scratched it all up. And... um, you know, tried to emulate what I heard on records until I could halfway keep good time, and then I was gone. Mm. Now, well, go ahead, Mike. Well, well, I was going to ask Ricky, Ricky <laughs> with all of these experiences that you've had, and like I said, these are really historical things that you've been uh, a part of and everything, what is the most memorable experience that you've been uh, witness to as far as your career? Um, oh my God, it's been so many, um, you know, touring with Michael Jackson was incredible. Um, I did his bad tour and I did his dangerous tour and, um, I got those gigs basically substituting for another 
drummer who couldn't get there in time, and I wind up getting a gig. And from that, wind up eventually being the musical director. On uh, I was Greg Fillingames was the musical director on the the Bad and Dangerous tour, and then Greg had to leave, and so that opened up a window for myself. And I was ready, jumped on in there, um, and working with Michael was amazing. He was an amazing person uh, and, a, and an amazing man. Um, he stood for a lot of great, great things that you know we don't really acknowledge but he stood for what was good in the world and, and good in people. Um, another great experience working with uh, Whitney Houston. Um, I played drums on the song I Will Always Love You. Um, that was basically a, a two-take song. She sang that song twice, and she was done. And we played it all live. Kirk Wellen played sax on that, and, um, and uh, everybody did their parts. And we only did it, we played it one time to get a sound check sort of, and the next time you heard it, that's what, what's on the record right now. Um, touring with Phil Collins was incredible. Um, another great man, a good, good person, very, um, very kind man. He was a kind man. He has a, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, he's got in, uh, high standard for integrity you know he's usually the first one there he's usually the last one to leave he knows just about everybody on the crew at least by their first name um and just very giving person um and that's just to name a few because i've had so many uh amazing experiences working with maurice white from earth wind and fire uh, doing some sessions for him, working with George Duke, uh, being in the George Duke band with Sheila E., Byron Miller, um, Josie James, um, Lynn, um, um, Lynn Davis, excuse me, um, Napoleon Murphy Brock with those guys, um, meeting um, all the amazing musicians um, that came along with George Duke, um, you know, Robert Popwell, Stanley Clark, Alfonso Johnson, uh, Larry Dunn, Roland Batista, uh, great musicians, um, um, you know, and to have known those people and been a part of their lives um, was amazing. Traveling around the world with Lionel Richie, I did the Dancing on the Ceiling tour, and Lionel is another great person. Um, you know, he'd make a great neighbor because <laughs> he's just that kind of guy. He's just a country guy, um, but a fun guy. He's a, a really good guy. I really enjoyed being a part of his life, touring with the guys, Carlos Rios and Tony Maiden from Rufus, uh, Michael Ruff, Don Boyette, uh, Randy Stern, Sheila, Peter Michael, um, all of those guys are just amazing, just amazing. Well, they don't call you drummer to the stars for nothing. Uh, Definitely well, earn that title. Guys, I'm trying to make you proud, I tell you, because it is a blessing. <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you, there's a thousand guys out there. Um, but, you know, I would get the call, and a lot of the times I would get the call because somebody was late. Mm. You know, somebody was late, I was on time and ready. 
you know. And that's, uh, that's one of the yeah, things yeah. I've read about you in your bio um, is that you are always prepared for your gigs. Oh, you, you yeah. have to be. You have to be because the competition is too thick. Mm-hmm. It's too thick. And people, you know, they're kind of real crazy now. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm in it, in it, though, I'm trying to um, uh, be be a, a a mentor or be um, 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 an example of right. how you should carry, how you should carry yourself. Yeah. Um, Lionel Richie was an excellent example for me. Phil Collins was an excellent example for me. These are very rich and wealthy men who treat you just like anybody on the street. Very kind. George Duke always had time for me. I don't care what he was doing. If I went up to his house, he, I hit the button. I said, hey, George, it's Ricky. He said, hey, come on in. And I could have a busload of people with me. He wouldn't, wouldn't even flinch, you know. He, you know, he was just, you know. And I learned that as you move up the ladder, you're supposed to be prepared and you're supposed to stay humble. I don't care what's happening. And, and uh-huh. you know, I I move just like that. You know, I try to treat people kind and and try to be a good person and, um, you know, and, and stay on the upside of the drama that's out there because there's enough of it out there for all of us to choke on. But, um, you know, my, I'm trying to keep my blood pressure down and my happiness up. So, <laughs> you know. I'm going to stay on the good side of this thing. Oh, and, uh, now, you, you mentioned Phil Collins. Were you playing with him um, on his last tour? Uh, his last tour, no. Uh, no. Okay. I did um, the tour. It's a video that's out called Phil Collins Live in Paris. Okay. Uh, myself, myself and a, an amazing bass player, Nathan East, we did both of those two tours. Whenever you saw... Nathan, you saw me. Um, okay. And we did. We were in the round, uh, which was really amazing. Um, and uh, we did Phil Collins. We did Eric Clapton together. Um, and shoot, speaking of Nathan, shoot, we I just did his first solo record. Nathan East has a solo record that's coming out. And I played drums on it, and I said, thank you, Nathan, thank you, because, uh-huh. you know, he, he can he can call all kind of cats, yeah. uh, which he, he had a few guys in there. I know probably Harvey and Steve played, and he called me to play, and I was just so excited. And he's got the who's who of uh, talent that's on it, you know, Michael McDonald and all the guys from Foreplay and, and uh, some of the guys from Toto. You know, it's just, just going to be an amazing project. So Nathan and I, we did Phil Collins together, um, you know, and, and Greg Gaines and I, uh, another great musician. We did Michael Jackson together. We've done a ton of recording sessions together. We grew up together in Detroit, Michigan. And, um, you know, these are some of my buddies that have allowed me to get through some of those doors, you know, with recommendations. Hey, call me mm-hmm. to do this. Hey, call Ricky to do that. And so as I go through those doors, I'm representing not only myself but them because that says that they know who to call. Right. You know? Right. So I, okay. So I got to make I got to make sure they're straight when I go through those doors. 
Okay. All right. Well, well, I want to ask Ricky one more question before we get into his music. Um, you spoke to some kids back in 2012 and at, at, a, at a high school, I think it was a high school, middle school, and you mentioned that, um, you know, the um, the kids, you told them not only to listen to the classics, but to learn the history of the songs that they're listening to. And, and you kind of said something about the new age of downloading music is that all you get is the music now. You don't get the liner notes and who the producer mm-hmm. was and things like that. And you're saying that a lot of the history has been lost with this new technology. How do you, how do you feel about that, you know, now, you know? Oh, well, I, you know, <laughs> I could talk to you about that for hours because that is one reason that we are where we are today because we know our history. We know Martin Luther King. We know you know, Malcolm X, we know John F. Kennedy, we know, you know, uh, you know, all of that stuff. And because of people like that, it has allowed us to be where we are today as people, not as a people, but as people um, in a good way. Um, just like what you were saying about um, liner notes on records, if um, what they're doing now they are starting to put them in there, but what happens is that a lot of the younger kids don't know the history of the, a lot of the music that they hear or a lot of the artists that they're listening to. Um, I, I gave a lesson, and the kids did not know who Aretha Franklin was. Mm. They did not know who James Brown was. So part of the lesson is listening to Aretha Franklin and listening to James Brown. Now, when I asked them, did they know who James Brown was, and they didn't know, I almost had to call paramedics. <laughs> <laughs> because most of the music that, or the beats that we're playing are a derivative of a James Brown kind of pattern, you know, like... Um, Cold sweat, you know. Papa's got a brand new bag, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I asked them, did they know who? Um, they knew who Stevie Wonder was. They knew who Michael Jackson was, but they didn't know who Aretha Franklin was. And I mentioned Aretha Franklin because there's a great drummer named Bernard Purdy that used to play with Aretha, and usually in some of her songs, Bernard Purdy would get a drum solo about two minutes into the song. You could hear a drum solo, and I. That's where I learned about Bernard Purdy from listening to Aretha Franklin and and different projects that he had done like that. So that's why I was mentioning Aretha. They did not know who Aretha was, so part of the lesson was listening to Aretha Franklin. So at least they know who those people are um, that they're listening to. And what they do with today's music is that they don't put a lot of who's involved on the project. So what happens is that the kids don't know who's playing piano, who was the engineer, who was the drummer, who was the bass player. If you look at some of our old records, they tell you the date that it was recorded. They tell you where it was recorded. They tell you the engineer. They tell you the second engineer. They tell you the name of the building, <laughs> you know, that it was recorded in. That's where you know about the record plan. You know about Westlake Audio. You know about Hollywood Sound. You know about Motown, you know. Um, 
because in a lot of those records they would put liner notes. Um, Motown didn't put a lot of liner notes in there about the musicians because they didn't want people to steal their sound. But once that cat was out of the bag, then you had liner, you know, liner notes on Motown products. Um, but that's where we learned about Tony Williams. That's where we learned about Ron Carter, Ray Brown, Herbie Hancock, uh, Ralph McDonald. Um, you know, uh, another great, great drummer. Um, um, oh Lord, I can see his face, and I can't think. Uh, uh, he did, he played on uh, "Till You Use Me Up" by Bill Withers. Um, uh, um, oh, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. I'm old, I'm old but it'll come to me. But <laughs> what happens is that if if you notice, um, if if they don't give you the history, you don't know the data, then that leaves you at a disadvantage. And a lot of today's situations are one of separating people um, or things. You know, like if I text you. I, I'm not committed to the conversation because I'm just texting, okay? Or if I email you, I'm not committed to that conversation either. But if I call you and you hear my voice or see my face, I'm committed, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And with a lot of t- t- technology, they're having downloads where you don't know. All you know is a nice song. You don't know who played it. You don't know who produced it. Sometimes you may not even know who the artist is. Because the data, the data is not there, and um, and and the format has the room to put the data in there. A CD or a DVD has enough room to put all the line of notes you want about the the history of the product that you're listening to. So what I was able to do on my project, because I didn't have a lot of money for packaging, I put everybody's name that played on the product on the front of the cover along with mine, you know, okay. as oh, a way cool. to, to to get around some of that. Um, but it's it's a drag because a lot of the kids should know their history, um, especially music, uh, because music is so influential. It's the universal language. You know, you can play a song here in in. West Covina and take it all the way to Africa and people are still start jumping around when they hear it, you know. Um, and they can't speak the language, but they love the beat, the feel, the melody, and if the if the words sound okay, they'll try to emulate them, not knowing what they say, but they will give it a good shot. Right. And uh, right. you know, but it, with the kids, you know, the, the parents, a lot of it, you know, a lot of parents teach their kids about the old musicians, old movies, um, stuff like that, and a lot of the parents aren't. They're hustling for the stuff and ain't got time for the kids. So what happens is do what kids naturally do. They just go out and get in trouble and, and start doing stupid stuff and, you know, and whatnot. And uh, because the parents aren't spending a lot of Some are, don't get me wrong, some are, but a lot of them aren't. And that's where you get kids to get in trouble or parents that are hustling for the stuff. And the stuff will be there. The kids are only going to be there for a minute. And these are going to be our presidents. These are going to be our senators, our police officers. And, um, you know, they need to know where they come from so that they can be better as adults and as human beings, you know. 
And good this, question and, this, and good answer. Yeah, this is what they're not putting in a lot of the music today. So, and and you know, kids are listening to music more than ever. You know, it's more of a, more kids now than there were when we were kids. You know, and um, so you know, my my baby daughter, she was into old school. Um, my middle daughter, she liked rock, rock and roll, and pop music. My son, he liked hip hop. Um, you know, so it was music going on in my house all day long. I have four children, three, three daughters and one son. Um, growing up in Detroit, there was tons of music. My stepdad, Ivory Lawson, was a jazz buff, so he would listen to Peter Nero, Nina Simone, um, Ella Fitzgerald, Oscar Peterson. Um, he listened to Miles Davis. Um, so that's where I got my jazz influences from. I got my R&B influences from my uncle because he worked at one of the major companies that were turning out R&B music for black people along with uh, James Brown had King Records. He had, he had his own record company. So you get your James Brown because he had drum solos going all over the place in R&B music. So, you know, there you go. Hmm. Now, um, earlier... Uh you mentioned foreplay, and uh, have you ever worked with Harvey Mason? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Okay. I, I mean, I haven't worked with him. With him, mm-hmm. but <laughs> um, but I've had to play songs that he has recorded with okay. different artists that he played with. I was um, the first drummer in the group called the Brothers Johnson. Ah, and yeah. Harvey and Harvey Mason did the record. So in order for me to play I'll Be Good to You, I had to play it like Harvey Mason. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, Harvey Mason wrote the song Chameleon, which is uh, one of Herbie Hancock's biggest songs um, outside of Rocket. And um, Harvey is an amazing guy, a wonderful drummer. And um, one time uh, he got sick. He got sick on the road, and I had to sub, sub for him on the, in the band foreplay. And okay. so in listening to the music that I listen to, part of my daily studies is listening to foreplay music. You know, just as, as I wake up in the morning, I'm going to put on some foreplay. Some part of the day, I'm going to listen to some foreplay. Okay. Okay. You know, just as a way to get myself together. And okay. uh, Harvey, Harvey is the cat, him and Nathan. All right. All right, well, I'm going to get into another song um, from the Ricky Lawson Christmas with Friends CD. Um, this song is called Christmas Tree. Oh,
right, that was Christmas Tree from Ricky Lawson's Christmas with Friends. And who are the Friends? Well, that was uh, featured on acoustic piano. That was Philippe Sace. And on upright bass, Mr. Sekou Bunch. Oh, yes. I like Sekou. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Did you know he played upright? No. Mm -mm. Yeah, he can play upright. And not a lot of electric bass players can play upright bass. That puppy is, is rough. Mm, okay. Now you mentioned Bill Withers drummer. Um are you thinking about James Gatson? James Gatson. Thank you, okay. thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's my man. <laughs> okay. Yeah. James is one of our greatest R and B drummers. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, James Gatson. All right. Yeah. Um Rhonda, do you have a question? Um, more so a comment than a question. Um, Ricky, I've known you for a little a little while, and I'm always amazed at the amount of history that you hold and how you're willing to share that with any and everyone. And it truly is a blessing, so I just want to say thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure, my pleasure. I'm just so grateful and so thankful for the the blessings that I've received. And, and when you get them, you got to... You got to give them away, <laughs> you know, and yeah. and and pe- yeah. people need to know it. But you know, they, you know, because a lot of times they don't even know who's doing what or or whatnot. And you say, "Wow, that was you." Yes, that was me. And and I'm gonna teach that to this little kid here so he can do it too. You know. Wonderful. Well, yeah. Thank you. yeah. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Now, 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 Rick, I wanted to ask you, now, you released this Christmas CD in 2008, and uh, like I said, you mentioned Felipe and uh, like I said, Sekou. You also had uh, Rick Braun, uh, Richard Elliott, Michael Paulo, and uh, Paul Brown and Lenny Castro on it. Now, going yeah. into this project, were they um, the guys that you knew you wanted on this project, or were there other people that you had intentions on getting but couldn't get? Now, um, actually, it, it's so funny that you asked that question, which is a good one. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, normally guys like myself, uh, Ron Reinhardt, uh, Adam Holly, um, you know, just the name, Bill Sharp, you know, normally we're the cats in the back, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, well, how is a cat in the back ever going to be in the front? if they always keep them in the back. So I said, okay, me and Ron, we used to play with Rick Braun, Richard Elliott, and Ronnie can really, really play. And so I said, Ron, I'm doing this Christmas project. I said, I want you to come out, and uh, if you can, and play piano. He said, man, I'd love to, blah, blah, blah. Ronnie came out, and so what I did, I made Ronnie the lead player on the project, Ron Reinhardt is the lead keyboard player on most of the songs that you hear. And what I did with the rest of the cast, like Rick Braun, Paul Brown, um, I put them in the back, meaning, you know, they don't have the first solos. They usually have the second solos. Let the other guys have the first solo, Um, you know, the side men, and put them out front to let people hear that these cats really can play. 
And um, and so I took that attitude. There were some other people that um, I wish I could have gotten on the project, but I had to get in and get it finished and get it done. Um, I would have loved to have had Polino da Costa and um, 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 the Polino da Costa play percussion on it. Also, um, um, another great percussionist, I played with him on the Phil Collins tour. And I, and, uh, uh, I can't think of his name right now, and he'd shoot me in the leg uh, <laughs> if he knew it. Um, but uh, there's quite a few people. But the, I tried to keep the project project simple. There's a wonderful guy who did all the orchestration. His name is Kim Hansen. Kim is an amazing keyboard player from Denmark, and he did all the strings, the harps, the oboes, the flutes. He did that. I just told him, I said, hey, this is Christmas music. Do what you do, you know. And I let him be who he is because that's what George Duke used to tell us. He said, hey, this is a chart, but I'm a, I want you guys to do what you do, you know. Do what you do. That's George Duke. And so I just took that same attitude because that way you let a guy really come to life, you know, where in most situations we have to play what is already written for us. We have to stay there. We can't move. If we do, they'll trip. So I say, okay, let me get my own thing and let let the side men be the leaders, you know. And so that's what I did with this project, and it, it, it's been an amazing project. Um, it, 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 the only comment that I heard that was a negative about this project is that it wasn't long enough. So the original project was 12 songs long. So I went back in two years later, recorded three more songs, and what I did, there's an amazing keyboard player named Patang Tenendig. He's from the Philippines. And I got him to come in and play acoustic piano. And you remember the original Arsenio Hall show? Yeah, okay. there was a there was a bass player named John B. Williams that played on that show. John was an amazing bass player, electric and acoustic bass, and he used to play with Nancy Wilson, who was one of our famous black jazz female singers. He played bass with her. I got him to come in and play bass on my project, as pulling from history, you know, our history. And um, and got him to come in and play, and they just did just a fabulous, fabulous job. Hmm. Now um, we're talking to drummer Ricky Lawson. Um, his Christmas CD is called uh, Ricky Lawson's Christmas with Friends, and I would tell you that it's available on Amazon, but it is out of stock right now on Amazon well, because. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm... No, no. I, I was, was going to tell you it, it, it's actually. Uh, Ricky Lawson's Holidays with Friends. Okay. Uh, because that original one was a Christmas with Friends, but it went out of, um, since I added the three more songs, I wasn't going to keep the same cover because the people who did the cover, they were fussing and fighting and blah, blah, blah. I said, man, I got to get this done. So I just did a whole new cover, a whole new front. I had a wonderful lady Carsman, who did the cover and all of the artwork, um, and we just did a new cover, and it's called Ricky Lawson's Holidays with Friends. Okay. And um, you can get it if you email me at uh, at my Gmail uh, 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 address, 
uh, we can get it to you. Okay. And what is your Gmail address? Uh, my Gmail address is rickylawson54 at gmail.com. Got it. Again, right. yeah, rickylawson54 at gmail.com. Okay. And you also have another CD called First Things First. Um, is this CD available? Um, well, that CD is also available on that same, uh, through that same email address. I have it. Um, I'm the sole owner of the project, and that was a project that I had done with uh, Samsung, and then Samsung's record division closed, and so I got all the rights to the record, and I own it. Mm. All right. Good yeah. for you. Good for yeah. you. Now you I don't know if when, was, when the last time you were on Amazon, but that particular one is selling for $249 on Amazon. <laughs> wow. Hey, well, thank yeah. God. You know, it's a, rare, <laughs> it's a rare record. It's a rare piece. And whoever buys it, if they get it to me, I'll autograph it. Oh, good, good deal, good deal. Now, and Ricky, actually, and that's actually what I do with the Christmas one. Each one that goes out, if I get their names, I will autograph it and send it out to them. Okay, all right. Yes, ma'am. Now, um, you have played with artists in different genres: jazz, country and western, pop, R and B, funk. Um, do you have the same drum setup for for each of those? Uh, basically, um, a lot of times it's tuning. You know, if you're playing for some rock cats, you want the drums to be a little bit more open, meaning not a lot of tape on the drums, um, where with a little bit more R&B, uh, the funk players, you know, you want the drums to sound a little bit more tighter sounding. Um, I, thank God I, I play the kind of drum set that I do. I play pearl drums and What's beautiful with Phil Collins, we kind of jump back and forth across the bridge, so I have to kind of be right in the middle of that because I have to play In the Air tonight. I had to play um, Something Happened on the Way to Heaven, um, the Susu Studio, mm-hmm. um, you know, Easy Lover, uh, and I have to play it just like he played it, just like he played it. Just almost okay, so no. you, you, okay. The, the the drum solo on In the Air Tonight, you played that? I had to play it with Phil Collins live, yes. Oh, I love that solo. Every time that comes yeah. on the radio, I turn the radio up when that drum solo comes on. I love that. Yeah, love that. well, it's the, it's the anticipation, and I tell, yeah. I tell people a lot of times, I say playing music a lot of times is like sex. It's the anticipation. You know, and he just works it, works it, works it. You think it's going to come right there? Oh, no, that ain't it. Everybody hold on. <laughs> got a little bit more to go. <laughs> and he works it, and he did it. And check it out. Actually, if you listen to the words, it's about uh, an affair that his wife had. Mm-hmm. And it's, that's what the lyrics are all about. And he took mm-hmm. a, a negative situation and wrote about it and turned it into, you know, a, a financial bonanza. Yep. You know? Yep. And the yeah. one and only time I saw Phil in concert was on his last tour, and he it was here in Las Vegas. 
I am a fan of his, and I, I oh, I love that. It was a great concert. It was a great oh, concert. He, they always they always give a great concert with good yeah. sound, great lighting, um, you know. And uh, but the last tour that I did with him, we were in the round, which was really great. And he entered from the audience. People had not a clue that he was walking right beside them. You know, they couldn't believe it. But when they finally got a hold of it, he was already on stage. Mm. Okay. Um, you also worked on a couple of films. Tell us about that. Well, I did a, a film project, uh, myself and Kirk Whalem. Uh There was a film project uh, with Marissa Torme and Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr., excuse me called Only You, and Kirk Wellam and I, we had a song in that movie. Um, and then also I did um, The Prince of Egypt with a Babyface, and that was a track that we did um, which featured Whitney and Mariah together, um, which was wonderful. They both sounded uh, great together, and Babyface did an amazing job, as he usually does. And... Um, you know, there was a, a few others, but those are some of the big ones. And, of course, working on uh, the Bodyguard soundtrack with Whitney was really the biggest one. And mm-hmm. I have my one-note one drum solo, and every time my mother would hear that, she would just start crying. Because <laughs> you know? I would go, and I, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she'd say, oh, that's my baby. Mm. That's my baby, and she started crying. And my mother's maiden name is Janet Jackson. Oh, really? Yeah, that, yeah. Her her family okay. they're Jacksons, and her she was Janet Jackson. Mm. Okay. Yeah, she got a chance to got a chance to meet Michael, and she got a chance to meet Janet as well. So she passed away uh, when I was working with Steely Dan. I did a DVD with those guys. And just before the taping of that, she she went to sleep, didn't wake up, and and um, and that's the way she went. And she was, mm-hmm. she was a great lady. And that happened. It's a DVD called Two Against Nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And, um, okay. So so those are some good movies that I was involved in. And I want to mention that there's a couple of others that I read about, um, Brothers and Anna and the King you also worked on. Right. right, and you remember? Yeah, okay. What was that? Um, the five heartbeats. Yes. Yeah, I I did uh, uh, the the single from that. I played drums on that as well. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Nights like this. Yes, right. That's right. Nights like this. <laughs> yeah. Get, get wow. it, girl. Help help a brother what? out. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I, every time I think about that song, you think about um, uh, the the guy that played the part that sung the song. Eddie I can't K, think right? of his name right. And there you go, Eddie K. <laughs> Nights like this. Right. That's right. Yep. How does it That's feel right. to be me? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, That's right, That's Eddie Kane. So, That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. You guys. Are, you guys are so fantastic over there. I really appreciate all you guys. Thank you guys so so much. Woo-hoo. Oh no, thank Rock you. Thank you. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I really thank enjoyed you. this talk tonight. This interview tonight. I enjoyed this one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it has been a pleasure to have you. 
Well, we it's my pleasure. We did the same thing. I did a smooth jazz cruise, and Jeffrey Osborne and myself, we sat up and talked about how it was to be a drummer, right? And Jeffrey was the drummer for LTD and lead singer. Him, is, him and his brother used to switch back and forth, and we just talked about, you know, different uh, drum uh, tracks that we've done and how is it to play you know, with guy, that guy, because I played on a couple of Jeffrey Osborne records and um, working with George Duke and working with, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, the Earth, Wind, and Fire guys and, uh, you know, just, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And and the people, it was only a one-hour deal, and the people were like, come on, keep going. And I did one. It was only supposed to last an hour. It lasted two and a half hours. Wow! <laughs> yeah, uh, 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 about just my my walk, literally up to up to almost this second, you know, talking about the different things that I've been involved in and and the different people that have touched my life, and um, you know, and and being able to pass that on to other people who could use it to make their world better, you know. Mm-mm-mm. There's. A, I have a question from the chat room. Lori wanted me to ask you about your fluffy dog. That's Jojo. Okay. <laughs> Jojo is getting more action than me. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> somebody, somebody told me they said I need to get Jojo a Twitter account. Wow. And, and and he, if I got him a Twitter account, she said I'd be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Um, because what happened, JoJo goes just about every place I go. He goes to, I took him to the Grammys. I take him to clubs. I took him to Club Nokia last weekend. Um, I take him, you know, I do uh, Spagatini's here in Los Angeles. I take him there. Um, you know, he's a Maltese. He's about five years old. He'll be six years old next month. And JoJo, it, people say, hey, Ricky, how you doing? Where's JoJo? Yeah. Oh, yeah, just like that. I say, oh, he's over there listening to the to the to the sports. You know, he's listening to the radio station because you know he wanted to hear what the scores were going to be with the Clippers and the and the and the Knicks. You know, whatever. Oh my gosh. Yeah, JoJo be hanging. Yeah, he's just, he's sitting right here now. He's listening to the conversation. He's waiting for his interview. <laughs> Tell JoJo as soon as he puts the CD out, we'll have him on. <laughs> hey, well, I, I tell you, I will hook it up big time. He's been at all the sessions. I tell you. Oh, that is too funny. That is too funny. Oh, my God. All right. Um, yes, Rhonda, do you have any more questions or a comment? No, I'm just enjoying listening to all the history. Mm. <laughs> Me too. Uh, Mike, what about yeah. you? No, I, I'm, I'm done too. I'm done too. But yeah, like I said, I, I really enjoyed this interview. Like I said, everybody talking to you about oh. so much that you've experienced and uh, you know so much information that you have to share with others. I, I'm I'm like I'm totally blown away. Well, I'm so glad pleasure. we got a chance to talk to you. It's my pleasure. My pleasure. I you know I you know I I'm so blessed. It's it's crazy because I'm just a knucklehead from Detroit. I tell you. And to have walked the walk that I have walked, and I'm still healthy, you know, I can still play basketball and I swim, I don't drink, I don't smoke, 
I just turned 59, and I'm still happy. I'm in love. You know, I'm like, I'm having a ball, you know. Wow. I'm having a ball, you know. Yeah. And, and And to be able to share some of that happiness, um, is a blessing, I tell you. That's right. Where are you playing next, Ricky? Um, I will be playing next at Spagatini's. My my next show is on uh, December the 13th at Spagatini's in Seal Beach um, here in the Los Angeles area, and uh, it's, a, it's a Christmas show. It's almost sold out. We only have about, oh, maybe four tables available mm-hmm. in a pretty large size venue um and it's all and it's not until we haven't even gotten to thanksgiving yet and the, and the show is almost sold out and every thursday i'm i'm at spagatini's with dw3 mm-hmm. every thursday and sunday i'm at spogs with those guys and um i'm working on a new album project with them so i'm really excited about that really excited okay. and um yeah we got to get those guys on the radio too you know? Yeah, I I saw them. I went on the um, Dave Cos cruise, and they were performing there, and talked to yes. them. Um, and so I let mm-hmm. them. I told them I'm looking forward to that when they drop that CD um, to definitely get them back on. And what about you? Are you working on any new music? Well, I'm working on their their new album. Um, and when you saw them on the cruise, I was playing drums with them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was All playing, right, but Bubba. I'm working. I am working on some new Ricky Lawson music. Definitely. That's what I mean. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. Ma'am. Good. And thank you okay. for asking because I, I, I have um, some new things that I want to put out. I have some new young artists, and I'm going to feature them on the record because um, I found an amazing young saxophone player. He just turned 18. His name is Curtis Brooks. And, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We've had him on yeah. the show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna get Curtis on on my next record, and uh, he's gonna play on my Christmas show too. And um. You know, so I'm going to do a Ricky Lawson record, and you will be involved in uh, helping me complete it, you know, with your love and inspiration, you know. And let me just thank you, Ricky, for telling us that Curtis is going to be on your CD and not saying that, oh, well, I can't tell you who it is right now because we get that oh. so often. And and we oh. and we understand why, you know, Sometimes mm-hmm. that information can't be revealed, but um, yeah, it's nice to hear that, you know, sometimes you yeah. can tell us. So it's nice to hear that you tell us that. So thank you for that. Oh, yeah. But he he's a great kid, and, and you know, you know it'd, be, it'd be a sin not to let you know, you know, because yeah. if, he, if he hears this, it's motivation for him to get mm-hmm. better, mm-hmm. you know. Ooh. And that's Ooh. what we have to do. We have to inspire each other. We have to motivate each other, and we have to support each other. And right. that's how it works. It, that's, that's right. how it works. You know, I, I give drum lessons to Asian kids, white kids, Mexican kids, uh, black kids, um, Puerto Rican kids, you know, and it takes all of us to make this thing work. I did a, I wrote a song called Love Will Bring Us Back Around, and that song really is is kind of my essence where it's the love that we have for one another that always will bring us back to the table to try to fix things, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I I just love my life and love 
the people that are in my life. And I'm telling you, if I left here today, I'm good. You, know? you good, huh? I'm good. <laughs> That's right. But I, I'm going to be around here a long time, so y'all just better keep your, keep yourself together because Ricky's going to be here for a long time. <laughs> All right now. <laughs> Amen. Right. Amen. 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 It has been such a pleasure, Ricky. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity because it is a blessing and an opportunity. And thank you, Rhonda, for for your love and support, too. I couldn't have made it without you. Rhonda? Did we lose that's Rhonda? Thank you so much, Ricky. I'm glad oh. to do it. Hey, good job, good job. Thank you. All right. Well, we look forward to seeing you out on the road. And I do have to tell you that on the cruise, you guys killed it in the in that cosmopolitan room. Oh my gosh! I know. Y'all hey. killed it. The floor was packed. We're, we're, People were dancing. We, that's wow. right. Well, we coming. Yeah. We coming back. We coming back. Yeah, y'all killed Guaranteed. that cruise that night. Okay. All that's right, what, Ricky. We got to re- right. represent. Thank that's you right. for your time. Thank you, Ricky. Thank you very much. All right. God okay. bless you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. That was drummer Ricky Lawson, drummer to the stars. Ah, that was a great conversation. I enjoyed that. Definitely. I did, too. Really did. Yes. Wow. So you can find his um, holiday CD, um, actually, if you email him at rickylawson54 at gmail.com and request Ricky Lawson's Holiday with, the, with Friends, you can get uh, purchase the CD from him and he will autograph it um, for you. So, again, that's rickylawson54 at gmail.com if you would like his holiday CD. All right, Ms. Rhonda, thank you so much for guest co-hosting. You're welcome. Thank you for having Ricky on. Oh, it's our pleasure. Our pleasure. And Mike, anything going on with you? Uh, nothing going on out here. Like I said, um, um, nothing going on. Just okay. uh, like I said, tonight's interview. I, 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 I'm truly, truly like the interview tonight. And and like I said, uh, hey, hey, I guess Mr. Lawson, we got another good buddy now, sir. Because mm-hmm. like I said, anything that we'd love to hear is uh, like I said, a good conversation like that that has so much history about the music and, you know, the different stories that he has, you know, that he revealed to us tonight. I'm like, I'm totally blown away by that. So Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. All right, I'm going to thank those in the chat room. Blues Unchained, thank you for joining us. Flower Girl, Miss Rhonda, and Lori, and all of the guests, thank you so much for joining us um, on the show tonight. You'll be listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds. And Miss Rhonda Mitch, I'm going to close the show with another song from the CD. Um, this is called This Christmas Song. Thank you for joining us this evening, and um, have a great evening, and we look forward to talking smooth jazz with you again next time. Until then, keep it smooth. Good night, everyone.
Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our website, TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen and The Daily Grind. That's T-H-A Daily Grind.